When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. In her 200-year history... America has been many things to many people. To Lincoln, a land in need of healing. To the immigrant, a refuge where lives could start anew. To the poet Sandberg, a land of constantly surprising beauty. But to writer Martin Geyer, America had lost its beauty. The last thing I remember was sitting on a bus stop bench, waiting for the bus... And this young man, well, I, I thought he was all alone, but he must have had his pals with him, he came up to me. I wasn't sure he was talking to me. Hey, mister, got a dollar? Uh, excuse me? I said, you got a dollar? He stood over me, grinning. He looked defiant. Hey, man, you deaf? No, I'm not deaf. I'm ignoring you. Let's see your wallet. I knew then, of course, that I was going to be robbed. I had learned living in the city that if you're going to be robbed, the best thing to do is give up your money without a struggle. For this way, you're less likely to be hurt. So I started to rise to reach my wallet, which I carry in my hip pocket. When... Hey, hey, what are you doing? I'm getting you my wallet. I keep it right here. Oh. They hit me from behind, and I saw the street coming up for me. And the last thing I thought was, I'm getting out of here. I don't know where... But I'm getting out of here. An ugly beginning to a story? Yes. But this is not the whole story. Rather, it's the beginning of one man's odyssey to a place as far removed from the perils of the city as... Well, as far as heaven is, from hell. We'll return in a moment for the first act of tonight's crisis tale.
I was saying. The last thing I remember was falling toward the street when they hit me on the back of my head. And then the lights went out. Then the first thing I remember after that was opening my eyes very slowly and carefully and, and seeing the tops of trees flashing along against a bright blue sky and feeling and hearing the sound of a car. I was in a car. They were taking me somewhere. It wasn't enough to rob me and hit me. Now they were kidnapping me. I, I struggled to sit up. Well, hello there. How do you feel? Well, where where are you taking me? Hey, take it easy. What do you want from me? You've got my money. What more do you think I've got? No, no, you're mixed up. I'm the fellow that saw you staggering along the road and stopped to pick you up. You know, back outside the city. Remember? No, I, I guess you don't. Now, now let, me, let me have a look at you. Yeah. Now, you're not the one in, in the jacket by the bus stop. <laughs> I don't know who you mean, but... You know, I picked you up back just outside the city. You mumbled something about being sick of living there, and then you went to sleep. So I just drove along all night long. You picked me up? Mm-hmm. How's your head feel? It's, uh... Huh. That's, that's funny. It, it aches, but not as badly as I expected. Say, there's a, a bandage on the back of my neck. Don't tell me you don't remember getting bandaged. No. I don't remember any of what you're telling me. Walking along a road, getting in this truck, anything. Well, you do remember your name. <laughs> yes, I remember that all right. Martin Geyer. Well, pleased to meet you, Martin. I'm Mac. Mac? That's right. Well, I guess I owe you a thousand thanks. Ah, that's okay. You know, I was glad to have the company. I make this run every night. Well, I, <laughs> I couldn't have been much company sleeping all the night through... Uh, where are we, anyway? Well, we're almost at the end of the run. little town called Pleasantville. Ever been there? Pleasantville? Huh. No? It seems like I've heard of it somewhere. Well, it's, it's a lot different from the life in the city. Well, then that's for me. I've had it. a thought of the responsibilities I was leaving behind. All I wanted was to get away, get out. As the truck turned off the highway and down a secondary road, I, I suddenly began to feel free and excited, like a kid playing hooky for the first time. Well, this is about as far as I go. Pleasantville's just around that bend in the road. You think you can make it? Yeah, I think I can. Well, let me thank you for your kindness, Mac. Uh, can I offer you a... Oh, I forgot I haven't got a farthing. Not even a credit card or a driver's license or a thing. That's okay. Glad I saw you. You go on into Pleasantville. Uh, well, look, I, I don't... Hey, anyone wants to know where you came from, you just tell them that you rode in here with Mac. got out and watched as the car moved away. No money. No identification. What was I going to do in a strange town without knowing a soul? A man my age? It was crazy. Still, I had this feeling of adventure about it. And I thought, well, maybe I can write something about this. Peddle an article on it. 
Yes. Sure. I started walking around the bend in the road. And there it was. Pleasantville. The main street, as I assumed it was, widened a little and headed off toward a grove of trees and a hillside in the distance. On either side of the street, there were stores and buildings, most of them old. Up near where I was at this end of the town, big shade trees with gnarled trunks nearly touched together in arches over the street. Sidewalks began, and I stood for a minute and drank it all in. Why, it could have come off the cover of a Saturday evening post. Close by was City Hall, or, or maybe the courthouse. Anyway, it was a fine old structure with Doric columns and a green front lawn. Right next to it, a hardware store, and across the street, a five and dime, a ladies' millinery shop, and a shoe repair place. And then on my side of the street, a bookshop, a cleaner's, and a pet store. Across the street, a little hotel, a cafe, a jeweler's, and a bakery. There wasn't much doing. A few kids on bicycles went past, a couple cars, older models, pickup truck or two. So, this was Pleasantville. Well, they got the name right. It looked pleasant, not exciting or relaxing or stylish or any of those other adjectives they like to use in ads for new shopping centers these days. Just pleasant. One thing, though, I suddenly began to realize I was thirsty. Yes, and hungry. And I guess it was natural I hadn't eaten a thing or had a sip of water even since last night. And realizing that, I was suddenly hungry as a wolf. And wouldn't you know, at that precise instant, I began to detect the unmistakable aroma of roast beef. It came down the street like an invisible tidal wave, and it engulfed me and made my mouth water. And I had instant memories of my mother proudly carrying a big, brown, steamy roast of beef into our dining room from the kitchen and seeing whole roasted potatoes and carrots and sprigs of parsley tucked in all around it. Eh, it's funny what a smell can do to your memory. Where was that coming from? Julia, lunchtime. Then I knew. There was an old, fine old house set back from the street, trees all around it, and a woman had come out on the veranda and was calling lunch. Lunch? Was it noon already? I checked my wrist. A pale strip of skin showed where my watch used to be. <laughs> they got that, too. Julia, lunch! I realized I was standing there, staring. I figured I'd walk on past the house. The woman saw me and smiled and nodded. There's a forgotten nicety for you, smiling at a stranger. In the city, you'd be asking for trouble if you even... You haven't seen Julia, have you? Uh, uh, beg pardon? Julia, lunch is on the table. Well, I expect she's got a customer. Did you notice as you went by the bookshop? Uh, no. No, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't. You see, I, I don't... Oh, li- you know, girls, they get talking and forget everything. I suppose I'm the same way. My, isn't it a lovely day? She surely had me mistaken for someone she knew. She seemed so, well, familiar. I'm always doing that, forgetting someone I've met, and then they think I'm rude for not recognizing them. I must have known her from somewhere. Say, you wouldn't mind just walking back to the bookshop, would you? Why, uh, no. She probably couldn't hear me. 
Oh, sure, yeah, I'll be glad to. Oh, never mind, never mind. Here she comes. I turned around and saw a young woman coming down the sidewalk from the bookstore. She wore a trimly tailored brown suit with a frilly blouse and horn-rimmed glasses. Her hair was chestnut, and she wore it long. I'd have known the two were mother and daughter. I'm sorry, Mama. I was all wrapped up in a big discussion with Mr. Laycock about Sinclair Lewis. Oh, hello. Hello. I almost had to send word to you by this nice man. You work in that bookstore back there? Yes. Do you like books? Well, uh, some books, yes. I love them. They're like friends. Oh, uh... Oh, look, I, I'm delaying your lunch. Oh, well, nice to see you. Yes, uh, uh, nice to see you, too. Oh, I just noticed you hurt yourself. Oh, it's all right. You better get in and eat. Have you had your lunch? Uh, what? She means you. Have you had lunch? Well, uh, no. Well, come on. He hasn't, Mama. Oh, no, I, I couldn't. I... Oh, good. I'll set another place. A writer... My, we're honored. What have you written, Mr. Geyer? Oh, uh, articles mostly, for magazines. I have had a couple of short stories published. That's wonderful. Oh, nothing very great, really. More roast beef? Oh, no, thanks. Oh, but uh, mm, it was delicious. I don't know when I've enjoyed a meal so much. Uh, my mother used to fix it just that way. And when I came walking down the street and smelled your roast beef cooking, I, I'll have to admit I nearly passed out from hunger. Well, I shouldn't wonder after that terrible experience in the city. Well, anyway, now you're here in Pleasantville. Yes, but for how long? I, I don't know. My money is gone. I Oh, don't let that worry you. Well, I'll have to find something to do here. Julia, what about the bookstore? Of course, how perfect. You could work with me at the shop. Yes, imagine... A writer, a real writer working in the bookshop. What, with Mr. Lewis coming at all? That's right. You'll have so much in common. Oh, of course, you may already know him. Uh, who's that? Mr. Lewis, Sinclair Lewis. Oh, oh, yes, yes, I'm a great fan of his. I was having a kind of discussion with Mr. Laycock about him. I said I thought Main Street was much more true to life than Elmer Gantry, and he said I was sheltered, or I'd know there was as much truth in Elmer Gantry as there was in Main Street. Uh, uh, just, even... just a minute. Did you say... I thought I understood your mother to say that Mr. Lewis is coming. I did. And he is. Next week. Sinclair Lewis? Yes. Isn't it exciting? He's going to autograph copies of his books all day long in our shop. Uh, Mrs. Wynn, uh, Julia, you surely mean someone other than Sinclair Lewis. Uh, Sinclair Lewis is dead. Uh, he's been dead, oh, a good 25 years. I'm sorry, but that's correct. Have some more roast beef, won't you, Mr. Geyer? Of course, it was just a misunderstanding. People in a small, out-of-the-way town. But it didn't seem to faze Mrs. Wynne or her daughter, Julia, when I tried to make them believe that Sinclair Lewis, whom they were expecting to show up for an autograph party in the bookshop, had been dead more than a quarter of a century. Now, we spoke no more of it, and I expressed an interest in seeing more of Pleasantville. So while Julia went back to her books, Mrs. Wynne escorted me to her friend, Mr. Scott, who owned a drugstore. Well, now, let me take a look under that bandage now, Mr. Geyer. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you can do without it now. Oh? It's healing okay, is it? Eh? Yeah, good as new. Well, 
Can I get you anything today, Mrs. Wynn? No, no, I think I'll just visit the frock shop and then go on back home. Oh, I don't know how to thank you, Mrs. Wynn. Well, you're more than welcome. Uh, perhaps the local bank could help me get some funds transferred from my account in the city. Well, if it would make you happier. And if you're hungry again about supper time, it's chowder and cheese sandwiches. Good day, Mr. Scott. Mrs. Wynn? Mr. Guy? Uh, chowder and cheese sandwiches? That's right, about 6.30. A marvelous woman. Uh, is her husband... Uh, uh, Mr. Wynn? I don't know him. I don't believe he lives in Pleasantville. Oh? Uh, I, I see. Well, say, this is a nice drugstore you have here, Mr. Scott. Uh, sort of the way I remember them. Yep. Say, do you uh, care for cherry phosphate? A what? Did you say cherry phosphate... Or lime phosphate. You care for them? I haven't had a phosphated... Why, not since I was a kid in knee breeches. Well, we make a pretty good phosphate here in Pleasantville. It was too much for coincidence. Too many clues. Too many little hints to ignore. There was something strange about Pleasantville. Before I made any more plans, I determined to find out what it was. I set off on a walk through town. As I walked, I made notes. Up the side streets, peering in windows, watching people, feeling the calm, unhurried atmosphere of a small American town. It was seeping into my bones, and I walked slower. Somewhere, a magnolia was in bloom. And on another street, I swear I smelled honeysuckle and orange blossom. But I kept making notes, and the town defied me to unravel its secret. I knew what I was looking for, though, and I covered every inch of every street in Pleasantville before I finally came back to the street where I started, Main Street. And that reminded me of Sinclair Lewis, which reminded me of Julian, the bookshop. I went back there just at dusk, and I went in the door. Julie, can you uh, can you take a minute to, to talk to me? Why, sure. I've just been for a walk all over town, and I've taken some notes, Julie, on things I don't understand. Just like a writer. Well, tell me what you don't understand. Well, for openers, uh, how about leveling with me about Sinclair Lewis? Surely you knew he couldn't possibly be here to autograph his books. But he will be here. What makes you think so? Well, he told me so when he was here last time. He told you so? Yes. Julia, somewhere in this lovely little shop, you must have a, a world almanac or an encyclopedia. Now, either one would show you that Sinclair Lewis died back in you know, either 1951 or, or 1952. I don't remember which. What else don't you understand, Mr. Geyer? All right. This town doesn't have a real estate office, does it? Why, no, I guess it has. Or a doctor's office. Here, here, let me look at my list. Or a hospital. Or a clinic. Or an undertaker. You really did make a list, didn't you? And there's no fire station here? Or even a police station? Now, what happens if you get sick? Or your house catches fire, or you need a policeman? And, and Mr. Scott makes cherry phosphates? And your mother reminds me of, of my mother. And this whole town is part of another time, another age. It's where America must have gone to. 
This bookshop. Where do you keep the cheap, violent, bloodthirsty trash they print nowadays? And where's the erotica? Where are the porno novels? We don't have things like that. No. No, I didn't think you would. But tell me then, Julie. Tell me. Where are the churches? There is not a single church in Pleasantville. Why don't we walk on home? Come on, Mr. Geyer. Well, aren't you going to lock up? No, you see... No? Don't tell me. There are no locks in Pleasantville. Now you're starting to understand. Come on, let's walk. Isn't it a lovely evening? Yes. Yes, it is a lovely evening. You'll learn to love it here, the same as we all learned. We all lived in the city, Mr. Geyer, for a while. Then we were able to come back here. I see. I, I mean, I think I see. Julie, who is Mac? Did Mac bring you here? Yes. And did he bring your mother here, too? Yes, we both came at the same time. Why? Was it an accident? Car crash? It doesn't really matter now. And your father? He'll be here one of these days. Ah. Ah. Now you know... Now I know, of course. When that kid hit me, that's what did it. He killed me. But I'm not dead at all. No, none of us are. Then this is... Heaven? Not yet. We all have a final destination. But until then, we live in Pleasantville. Of course. And we don't need firemen or policemen or undertakers or hospitals. And we trade deeds, not money. But the churches. Where are the churches? Only back on Earth. Only back in the city. Where there's division and bigotry and persecution. All of that was man's way. But here in Pleasantville, there's only one way. Now. Now I know. Oh, look, here we are. We're home. Aren't you coming in for supper? Well, I, I don't know. Julie, I, I I don't know. I feel suddenly a, a, as if I'm slipping back. But you can't. Oh, I, I don't want to go. Huh? Julie, help me. Mr. Geyer, don't go back. I, I don't want to leave. I, I don't want to leave, Julie. Julie! Golly, he's breathing. What's that he's saying, Julia? Hey, fella, you're going to be okay. Don't let me go. Can you hear me? You're going to live. You don't know how lucky you are. too brief a time, Martin Geyer rediscovered the things he had loved and lost. But even in the dismay of finding he had been called back to life in the city, he now has the assurance that somewhere for him again will be a visit to Pleasantville. I'll be back in a minute with the names of our players and a word about next week's program. Pleasantville. Featured Paul Herlinger as Martin Geyer with Leslie Ann Dugan, Pat French, Tony Karloff, Sam Graziano, and Jay Green. Sound by Jeff Thompson. Engineering by Carney Barton. 
Crisis is recorded at Audio Recording Incorporated. This is your writer-director, Jim French, inviting you to be with us next week for Crisis. Crisis.